Good morning. Good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class today is dedicated for the speedy refuashilema of Rabbani Chana Farchi Chana Batsamafega, Rabbi Ilya Abadi Eliyahu Shimon Mazaf Fortuna, Leilu Nishmat, Leilu Nishmat, Miss Lily Safra, Leah Batchana, whose philanthropy has reached so many throughout the entire world. Dedicated loving memory of Moshe Daba, Leilu Nishmat Moshe Ben Gesom, sponsored by Barbara and Haim Daba. Dedicated loving memory of Carol Ruth Goldberg Arbus, Alea Shalom. Leilui Nishmat Chayel Ruchel Bat Benyamin for her first yard site, sponsored by her son Dan Arbus. We as well said it yesterday, uh, you weren't here, but I shouted out uh, how much uh, we're, uh, we're with you on this, uh, on this difficult and this challenging day uh, in the, year, the end of the first uh, yard site. Breakfast in class is also sponsored by Stephen Rappaport. The Breakfast King, in honor of the Kahal, Latzlachava Komikokol, for success in everything, as well uh, as dedicated anonymously in loving memory of Simon Shetrit, Alava Shalom, Leonishmat Shimon, Beremis Hakim Masuda, and finally, uh, sponsored by David E. Ash, in honor of you and your substantial capacity to do good today and every day. My friends, there's one last. Um, uh, uh, dedication from uh, that got lost in the shuffle. It was there on the on the day actually on the Wednesday uh, that it was dedicated. Loving memory Nishmat Ayub Ben Elazar, sponsored by his granddaughter Sheba who resided. So the uh, it was out there. We made beachot and whoever gave the class on Wednesday um, also mentioned his name. But I wanted it also to go out in the recording. Um, Sheba and uh, and her uh, her brother have been integral parts of our of our Kehillah uh, for, for uh, a very long time. And um, we also uh, would like to um, speak out and mention her grandfather and their grandfather's name who uh, produced such incredible and uh, wonderful grandchildren do so much for the Kahal. Okay, let us begin. Teish. Let's go. Teish in Arabic means Gezuntai. I don't know if you're Ashkenaz background. I told you what Teish means. Not to be confused with Taish, that's something else. Um, but you should be, live long, uh, live long, happy, and healthy life. Okay. Let us begin. The Sefarim ask an interesting question. We know that each one of the months has a specific mazal. And that mazal is, re- is related to and connected with the elements of the holiday, the kohot of that holiday. Now, before you ask, you know, someone's going to ask me, really, Rabbi, we believe in the star signs? We believe in the, you know, in the signs of the month? Actually, yes, with one caveat. Each one of these signs represents the specific mazal of that month. Now, the Gemara says, exactly what it means. Uh, in fact, there's an entire sefer written only on this point, where the Gemara says, in mazal Yisrael. There's no mazal for the Jewish people. It doesn't mean they don't have mazal. It means in mazal, there's no mazal that controls the Jewish people. Now, obviously, there's a lot of questions one would ask about that. Because we're constantly talking about the mazal of the month, the mazal of Adar is Dagim, the mazal of of Nisan is Tleh, a sheep which ties in with the Korban Pesach, the Korban of the sheep, etc., etc., so is there mazal, is there not mazal? Does it relate to the Jewish people? Does it not relate to the Jewish people? We know, Mishinichnas Adar, Marbim Besimcha. 
We know that the month of Av is a time of sadness. We know that the Mazal for the month of Tishrei is scales, which is the day of the time of Yom Adin. So is it, isn't it? And Sfarim say, and there's a, a, a tremendous sefer uh, called Sifteh Hayim that writes, if I tell you, like an entire sefer on this. So we can't obviously cover the, the, the depth, the profundity of this sugya properly. Again, the Gemara tells us that um, there's a mazal for the Sifre Torah in the Aaron. Which Sefer Torah has the mazal to be read from the most? And gets taken out a lot. Which Sefer Torah gathers dust in the back? You know, Ashkenaz shuls, many of them have a few Sefer Torah, one, two, three. But Sefaradi shuls, many of them, you could have a Sefaradi shul that has 30 Sefer Torah. People want to donate Sefer Torah. They think they're doing the shul, the biggest gift, the biggest donation, such an amazing thing. They're like, we don't have any room for your Sefer. You have to, you know, you got to bump somebody else's Sefer out in order to bring the new one in. Baruch Hashem. I mean, what a beautiful thing to have so many Sefarim to house it. But there's a mazal that the Sefer Torah... So, en mazal, yeshma, what's, what is it, what's going on? So, the Chachamim explained, by and large, was generally the accepted understanding, is that en mazal Yisrael means that there's no mazal that it has complete power or control over Am Yisrael. But mazal does play a role. And when a Jewish person is playing their part in this world, they're acting in the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, those rules don't apply when you have a direct line to God. The mazalot are, so to speak, messengers like malachim of God. So if you're governed by a malach, which the Gemara says, every nation on earth is governed by a malach, they have a special malach. The Jewish people, when they step up to the role of being God's people, then under whom are they? Under God. At that point, they transcend mazal. I always love this. You know, with the Jewish people, we mentioned this, are compared, we mentioned last week, we called it star and sand gazing. Clever title that was. Star and sand gazing. What was, what was the point of that shi'ur? The Jewish people are compared to the stars in the sky and the dust on the earth. Now the mazalot are associated with the celestial bodies, with the stars in the heavens. Okay? So the Jewish people could be Right? Above the stars, like what happens with Avraham Avinu. God takes him out and lifts him above the stars. His mazal is not to have children. But when Avraham and Sarah behave like Avraham and Sarah, God adds a letter to their name. He makes them, he changes their mazal and gives them a son. Yitzchak was born, the Avot, Imahot were born in a way where Alpiderech Ateva naturally, they should not have been able to have children. And then when they played their part, they were lifted above their own mazal. Remarkable that, okay? Now if that's the case, so that's what it means the Jewish people are compared to the stars in the heavens and, uh, and, the, and, the, earth, and the sand of the earth. If we're the sand of the earth, then we are under the mazalot, under the stars, we're affected by those, by the mazal. But if that's not the case, if a person is acting, shining, like the stars, like it says, ve'ohavav, and God's, Beloved, the ones who do his way, the ones who make it. What, are they, what does it say? Be'oavav? Kitzet Hashemesh Begurato. The ones that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves, they become like the brightest stars in the sky, and the mazal does not apply to them. But again, on a natural level, mazal does have an effect, and mazal does uh, indicate a specific power that's latent here. 
and a specific limitation or a specific pathway that a person might, might have. And if there's zochet to rise above it, no problem. And every person can change their mazal. And that's one of the things that you ask to always believe that no matter what his life feels like or her life feels like, I can change it. I have the power to change it. There's no such thing as an outside force governing who I am, so long as I am. Now, the question is asked, why is it that the month of Sivan, that the giving of the Torah is, uh, falls out in the month whose sign is that of twins? Te'omim. Why? What is, you know, scales Rosh Hashanah, I get the reference. You know, Hashem's weighing, and it's what, you know, the, the, the Tleh, the, the, the sheep being the month of, of Nisan, I get it. That's the, that's the, the sheep that we bring for Korban Pesach. But what does twins have to do with Kabbalat Torah? The Midrash says something unbelievable. The Midrash says, Amar Rabbi Yanai. Rabbi Yanai taught, Ma just like these twins, Im chashash if one of them has a headache, the other one feels it. So too does God say. So to speak. I'm with them in their challenging times. Now, I grew up, a couple of my really good friends, my childhood friends, were, were twins. You know, in the beginning, I remember, I couldn't tell them apart. Now, I can't even see why people think that they look the same. I mean, I get that they have some characteristics that look the same, but to me... They look so remarkably different that I can't understand why it was ever, that was ever a thing. Okay? But they're twins. Twins will tell you that they have a sixth sense, a connection. A connection where they feel what the other person's going through. They understand what the other kid's feeling. It's a remarkable thing. And most twins will tell you that one of the most special things, because being a twin can be very challenging in a lot of different ways. Right? But one of the beautiful things is that you feel that you really have a kindred spirit. So there's this unbelievable connection of emotional understanding, of, uh, of physical uh, identification with another person, and a person that was, that's the same as you, and understands you, and understands you know, the times you went through, and the situation you're in, and your upbringing, and how you know, dad is, and mom is, and you know, because again, because of the nature of their birth, and of their growing up together. Says the Midrash, God says to the Jewish people, right, what does it mean? Just like these twins, you and I are twins. If you're in pain, I'm in pain. When God has to send the Jewish people into Galut, God says, I'm coming into Galut with you. God didn't say, you know what, you guys leave. I'll be here in my house waiting for you. Bet HaMikdash, okay, zap anyone that tries to get near it. Let the Jews get taken away. Let my temple stand. There's many temples out there in the world for fake gods, right? That just stand long after the people, uh, the indigenous or religious population has left. And they stand there, the ruins of a temple and of a culture and of a religion that once was. Why couldn't God, who is real, allow that to be the case for his temple? Now we have to go build a new one. We need a new, build we need a new building fund. Why didn't God zap anyone touching the temple? Let them take the Kohanim away. God says, if you're in Galut, I'm in Galut. Imo anochi betzara. The shechinta begaluta. The shechina, God's presence, is in Galut, together with us. 
So much so that the Pasuk says that when they saw God, they saw in front of him, They saw in front of God a brick. And what was the brick? It was to remind Hashem of the suffering that the Jewish people had had in their tortured hard labor in building Egypt's buildings. The bricks they were forced to make, to fire, and to lay. Wild, isn't it? It's crazy. Hashem suffers when we suffer. So the twins of Matantor, the twins of this month, represent the fact that God and us become, so to speak, like twins. Where do we find this in the Pasuk? The Shira Shirim says, <clears throat> right? Yonati, Tamati, right? He says, Hashem says to the Jewish people, you are, you are my dove, you know, you are Tamati. What does Tamati mean? What? My twin. Teomim. Rayati. Right? You, my beloved, my spouse. Hashem is describing the many ways in which he's connected and the many types of relationship he has with, with the Jewish people. It's important to understand this. You know, a person can be someone's wife, so they're their spouse, but they can also separately be their best friend. They can also separately be their support system. It doesn't mean that every wife is a person's be best friend. A person could have a wife who's brilliant. She knows as much Torah as he does. She could be his chavruta. It doesn't mean that every wife needs to be your chavruta. I have how many guys that come back from Israel or young guys, you know, I want to be able to talk over the Torah with my wife. Or a wife will say, you know, Rabbi, I always imagined that my husband would be like a big Torah scholar. I'll be able to ask him. I was like, it's nice to that. You, you know, if you want to marry a Torah scholar, great. But if you want to marry a regular guy and you also want to be a Torah scholar, I mean, I don't know that that's a necessary. He needs to have a great heart. He needs to be dedicated to doing Torah and mitzvot. He needs to set aside time for learning. But does it, does it need to be that you could ask him all your shayla? Ask your questions to a rabbi. Is he going to be a good husband? Is he going to be a good father? Do you love him? Does he love you? Okay. My friends, listen to this. So this idea that the Torah was given in a month that's celebrated by Teomim, what Shira Shirim is teaching us is that when do we become the Teomim, the twins of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? At what point does that happen? Says Rev, uh, uh, Rev Rosenbaum, he says that with the, at the moment of Kabbalat Torah, when the Jewish people received the Torah, in that moment we became God's twin. So what does it mean that we are HaKadosh Baruch Hu's twin. What is this idea? The Yalkut Gershuni explains something unbelievable. He says, you know what it means that we are Teomim, that we're twins? Not only does it relate to us being twins, mirrors of God, it also means that we are mirrors of each other. In order to receive the Torah, what happened? The Pasuk tells us, Vayichan Sham Yisrael Neged Ahar. The Jewish people described in a singular language, Yisrael, Vayichan is the language you would use when one person camps. It doesn't say Vayachanu Yisrael, plural they camped, indicating that Am Yisrael camped at Mount Sinai as one, as one being. Leading Chazal to teach us, Kish Echad, that they were like one man, Belev Echad with one heart. That's what it says. So the Yalkut Kershuni writes that, that in order to keep the Torah that we'd received, we needed to be twins with one another. Like, like one, like one solid connection between each and every Jew. Why, he says. Something very beautiful. 
There's, we know that there's 613 mitzvot in the Torah, correct? So a person, in order to be complete, needs to fulfill 613 mitzvot, correct? The only problem is that it is impossible, impossible, for any one person to be able to keep the entire Torah. Not possible. Not for Moshe Rabbeinu, not for uh, Aharon HaKohen, not for Avraham Avinu. You know why? Because there are some mitzvot that are given to men and some to women. There's some mitzvot that are given only to Kohanim and some to only Leviim, some to only Israelim. So whatever one you are, now you see from here that the Torah did not believe that you could choose to change your identity whenever you wanted. Because otherwise, you could be a man and then a woman and then a Kohen and a Levi, Israel, no problem. You could be an older person, you could be a younger person, you could be above the age of 20 to 60, you could be below the age of 20, you can identify as some other age, Hazaku Baruch. There's lots of different things you could do. But assuming that we live in a real world, right, the Torah is communicating that the only possible way for a person to be able to live and fulfill all the mitzvot is when there's achdut between the Jewish people and they are one body, one person, one nation bound together, then as a community, as this whole, the women fulfill those mitzvot, the men fulfill those. The poor person fulfills the mitzvot that only a poor person can fulfill. The rich person fulfills the mitzvot that only a rich person does. The landowner performs his mitzvah. The Jewish slave performs his mitzvah. Do you see how this works? And together, as one homogenous unit, we fulfill the ratzon, the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Yalkut Gershuni says, in order for us to receive the Torah, we needed to become like twins. Now, I first read this Yalkut Gershuni, and I thought, oh wow, okay, so two separate ideas. One idea is that we become twins with God. That we, we have this connection with God. God says, you're my people, you're doing my mitzvot. I feel your pain, you feel my pain. Right, when we cry over the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, we're crying for God's pain. Wild, right? We're not only crying for the galut that happened to us, we're also crying for the fact that Hashem's Shekhinah is in galut. So we feel his pain, he feels ours. There's a chilul Hashem, when someone Jewish does something horrible in the news, and you feel, oh, you feel terrible about that. Why do you feel that way? Because it's a chilul Hashem, okay? So we feel his pain, he feels ours. So that's one idea, that we are twins with God. Other idea is, no, Yalkut Kershuni, in order to fulfill the Torah, that's why the month of Sivan, the month with the mazal of twins, is the month of the giving of the Torah. Why? Because Jewish people needed to be twins with each other. But then I realized something fascinating. Actually, these two ideas are inextricably linked. This is my chidush. Uh, so, Be'ezat Hashem, we should be zochet to be mechaven to the emet. My chidush over here is that these two reasons are actually connected and linked. For it is only when we are twins with one another that we are twins with God. Listen to what I'm telling you. Chazal tell us in Masechet Berachot that, Moshe, that God himself wears tefillin. In fact, Moshe Rabbeinu saw the kesher tefillin of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So God wears tefillin. We wear tefillin, God wears tefillin. Says the Gemara, but our tefillin and God's tefillin are different. What does it say in our tefillin? Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Our tefillin exists in order to declare the uniqueness, the singularity of God. Hashem is alone, He is one. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, He's one. 
And what does it say in God's Tefillin? Says the Gemara, Mi ke'amecha Yisrael, who is like your nation, Israel? Goy echad ba'aretz. They are a singular nation upon this earth. Our Tefillin declares the uniqueness of God, and God's Tefillin declares the Am, the Goy Echad Ba'aretz, the one nation on earth that is His people. One way of reading that Pasuk is Goy Echad. It is one nation amongst all the other nations. But another way of reading that Pasuk is, you know what makes them my people? Goy Echad, that they are one nation, that they are united with one another. And in fact, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Chazal tells us that God says that just as I am one in the heavens, you are one here on earth. So that similarity that God is drawing between Himself, Kaviachol, and the Jewish people, His oneness, mirrored by our oneness, our connected nature, which makes us unique. If that, my friends, is what a Jew is, I remember stopping people on the street and asking them, what is a Jew? You can find the video on YouTube. It's a little funny. Google, what is a Jew? Shlomo Fari. I stopped people on the street. What is a Jew? And I remember one of the people gave the most beautiful answer. He said, I don't know much about them, but I know that they stand for each other, that they take care of one another. That family is very important. This is a, a non-Jewish guy I met in Camden Town in London. He understood that about the Jewish people. He knew that there's so many different charities that the Jewish people have where they're helping one another out. What a magnificent idea. I want to add one last piece. We talked this morning about that a person must rejoice in their holiday. Right? And what does that mean? We already said, you're supposed to have meat and you're supposed to have wine. What else does Rambam say? For his wife, he should buy her nice clothing or jewelry. For his children, you should buy them sweets. Everybody, whatever makes them happy. Bring joy to the holiday. And then Rambam says something that will make you shake. He says, and make sure to take care of the anim of the poor, of the Levi, the Ger, Yatom, the Almana, the Levite, the convert, the orphan, and the widow. Because if all you did was fill your stomach with meat and wine, he said, and zu, that is not simchat yom tov. Elas simchat kreso. It is the joy of your tummy. That's not the joy of yom tov. You took care of yourself. You can take care of... What are we learning from that? What are we learning? What is Rambam saying? Rejoice in your holiday. You know what the Rambam is telling you? For a Jew to truly rejoice in his holiday, he has to know that his brother and his sister have what to eat. If he's not... If he's not aware, if he's not relaxed, that he knows that they're taken care of, do you know what he feels in himself? He's lacking in the, in the joy of the holiday. And if he's capable of rejoicing without rejoicing with his brother, then that's not the Jewish rejoicing that Hashem asked for. God says, I wanted someone in this world that looks like me, that's similar to me, that is my twin. I gave you the Torah so that you could become my twin so that you could learn to work, to, to worry, to uh, look out, to ensure that everything was okay, you know, with one another. And that's why God gave the Torah only to a Jewish people that was united. So the mazal of teomim, 
the, the uh, mazal of the month being twins. And the giving of the Torah where we are twins with one another. And twins with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, my friends, all of that is tied in together. What are you doing for someone else for Shavuot? What are you doing to ensure that people have what they need? What are you doing to ensure that you look like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that you're a little bit more godlike than you were last week? We are now in what's called the Shloshat Yimei Agbala. We're in the three-day preparation uh, period leading up to Shavuot. Shavuot uh, is a challenging time for a couple members in our community. Uh, Dan, he's lost his mother on Shavuot, correct? Was it Erev Shavuot? Before. When was it exactly? The third of Sivan. So the beginning of the Shloshat Yimei Agbala, the, the beginning of the three days of preparation for, for Shavuot. Uh, our pres- ex-president, Isaac Daba, Haim Daba, who today was donated uh, the breakfast in memory of his, he passed away on Shavuot also. Big zechut for someone to pass away in a holy time. It indicates that they have a holy soul. So my friends, um, this day, David HaMelech, of course, Shavuot, lots and lots of people, my friends, passed away. Yes, yes. So my friends, I want to say, and I want to end by asking uh, everybody here to recognize that Shavuot, the name of the holiday, is called weeks. Why is it called weeks? Because we count down the weeks till we get to Shavuot. Now, it's strange to name a holiday after the countdown. The countdown is exciting because it gets you to a place. So why would we name the holiday after the countdown to the holiday? It sounds a little weird, doesn't it? Imagine calling a wedding countdown. It's weird, right? Even though people count down to their weddings. It's the other way around. And in Torah, it isn't the other way around. In Torah, what you get from God, what you get from Torah, is what you put into it, is the effort you put into study, the effort you put into develop, the, the fact that you don't shy away from something that's difficult or that takes effort uh, you know, in your life in order uh, to be able to become a better person, to dial up whom you are. So my friends, I'm asking in the Shloshat Yimei HaGbala to try and prepare these few days so that we walk into Shavuot, we are already in the state, more giving people, kind people, forgiving people, spiritual people, people looking to grow, people looking to decide to take on more on this incredible holiday. And through that, we will truly become blessed to be twins, mirror images of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you can only imagine the blessings that a person begins to get when they look like HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'll give you an example to think about. Imagine you looked like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Is there a restaurant you would walk into in the city that you wouldn't get a table at? If you, everyone thought you were Derek Jeter, what would happen? Right? What would happen? What would happen? If someone, you walked into a restaurant and you thought, and you th- people looked at you and they're like, oh my gosh, that's Barack Obama. Is there a room that you wouldn't get? Right? There's no place that wouldn't seat you. What would you get? What would you get in this world if you looked like God? Baruch Amen.